Thank you for tuning in to the best parenting show on the internet. Post Daily Dose. Hey, good evening, Facebook family. Welcome to another episode of Post Daily Dose with me, your trusted parenting advisor, faithful guide and servant on the healing journey. What's my name? Big Papa Brian Post. Hope everyone's doing fantastic this evening. Hope you've had a very good, terrific Tuesday. Is it terrific Tuesday or is this Wednesday? What day is this? I think it's Tuesday. No, today's Wednesday. Today's Wednesday. Wonderful Wednesday. My days kind of run together these days. Hello there, Lisa. Uh, so yes, hope you've had a wonderful Wednesday and wanted to talk this evening about school time being right around the corner coming up. School creates a little bit of anxiety for my posties. And I know it creates a lot of anxiety for your kiddos. So... I want to encourage you to start thinking about school now. Start being proactive. Start thinking about what it is that you need to communicate to the school and communicate to your child to help them have the best possible school year. Hello, Faith Post. Yes, I realize today is Wednesday. And I'm sure the uh, the adoption camp folks in Ohio are glad that i know that it's Wednesday and not Tuesday, uh, considering I'm flying out there tomorrow. Um, so here's the thing. A lot of times we want to wait until school is about to start before we start talking to school professionals about our kids. That's the wrong time. The, wrong, the right time to start talking to the school about your kids' needs is as soon as possible. And I mean tomorrow. If you can access a school professional tomorrow, start engaging a conversation about creating a trauma responsive environment for your child. The buzzword these days is all about being trauma informed. Trauma informed, trauma informed. Well, trauma informed, let me tell you something, starts with self. Our own self understanding of our own trauma, our own experiences, and our reactions to other people's stress and other people's trauma is what begins the trauma-informed conversation. So it is very important that the professionals surrounding your child in the school environment have an understanding of just what kind of things your child has gone through and the sensitivities that they now encounter when in large group settings. This is very important. School is a stressful experience, and because school is a stressful experience, what it does is it stresses your child's amygdala. When your child's amygdala gets stressed and they see all, they sense, they sense more threats, then they experience more cortisol release and they stir up their brainstem, which then stirs up their trauma, which then puts them on red alert. Bruce Perry calls it being hijacked by your amygdala. So the reason children in school struggle so much is because they get hijacked by their amygdalas really early in the process. And then the adults oftentimes get hijacked by, by their own because they're not, they're not usually trauma informed. They're not really thinking about their own reactions to the child first and how their own reactions feed and foster the child's fear reaction. They're just thinking about how to control, how to suppress, and how to change the negative behavior. And let me tell you something. I talked about this in my camp this past weekend. 
Anytime you are in a place of stress and fear, here's how you always know. You always know you're operating from stress and fear when your first motivation, your second motivation, and your third motivations are to control, suppress, and change. CSC, control, suppress, change. When your first focus and motivation towards your child's behavior is to control, suppress, or change, you know you're operating from a place of stress and fear. And what's going to happen from that place of stress and fear is it's going to actually escalate your child's behavior. Caesar Milan, the dog whisperer, says that we have to have a calm mind, a calm mind, a, conf a confident body, a loving heart, and a joyful spirit. A calm mind, a confident body, a loving heart, and a joyful spirit. I love that. I think that's fantastic. Calm mind, confident body, loving heart, joyful spirit. Anytime you're operating out of a place of stress and fear, your only focus is control, suppress, change behavior. Control, suppress, change behavior. And from a perspective of control, suppress, change behavior, the antithesis the antithesis of calm mind, confident body, loving heart, joyful misdemeanor, joyful spirit, spirit, demeanor, joyful spirit is control, suppress, change. Control, suppress, change. We live in a control, suppress, change dominated society. So be thinking about what your children need to be able to be regulated and to have as much of a regulated environment in the school as possible. And what kind of conversations can you begin having with the school right now that are trauma-informed perspectives? Now, first of all, you got to get someone the Fear to Love book, okay? So that's just like basic that's like basic adoption, foster care, trauma, child, parenting, 101. This is what my school, my kid is going into. Number two, and maybe I'll try to do a little Facebook Live series so you can share that with your child's teacher. I'll do a trauma, maybe I'll do a trauma-informed Facebook Live series. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do that for you guys before school starts. So I'm going to keep, I'm going to start thinking about that right now. Number two, I've done a lot of Facebook Lives. There's got to be... Um, probably at least, well, this is actually number 250. So there's got to be at least 75 that are useful for your child's teachers, special education director, and the IEP team. Number, number three, IEPs are so important. Start thinking about now the areas that your child struggled in school. What are the areas? See, severe behavior is always predictable. Hey, good evening, Brian and Kendra. And I answered you guys' question last night, just letting you know. Severe behavior is always predictable. We don't realize this. And the reason we don't realize, and I love for parents and professionals to tell me that there was no way they could predict this child's behavior. And it's just not true. The thing is, you don't predict it because you're not tuned in. When you're attuned to the child, you can predict it because you ch you catch all the signals. But I also like it when children, you know, and parents really screw up and, and have a big episode and parents get to say, well, I couldn't predict. I didn't know what happened. Well, then now you get to review and you get to start thinking what happened. And I call this the A to Z principle. And the reason I'm telling you this, just to summarize, is you want to think about the areas that your child struggles in school. Those are the predictable areas, and you can create regulation around those areas. You can do something different around those areas, around those major transition points, which will reduce that negative behavior. Okay, so this is very important. Now, what did I say that I said something to my group of parents I was working with this, this past weekend? 
that I thought, I told them if they did it, it would reduce their children's behaviors by 50%. And I can't think of, I can't remember what it was. Um, the A to Z principle, you have to think, good deal, Brian, good deal. Hey, Jen, you have to think X, Y, Z. See, Z is always the severe behavior. Z, this is the outcome, X, Y, Z. Z is always the severe behavior. But the A to Z principle, A starts at the process. Before you get to Z, you've got to start at A, A, B, C, D, E, F, G. A all the way to X, Y, Z is the process, but Z is the outcome. So Z is the severe behavior. And I like to, a lot of times I like to write this out, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, and all the way to X, Y, Z, circle X, Y, Z. The reason I circle X, Y, Z is because in our society, we place all of our focus. When we get to Z and we see the severe behavior, we place all of our focus on X and Y. That's where we mess up by focusing just on X and Y. And the reason we focus on X and Y is because we're in our brain, we're in our fear brain, and we're focused on, which I also call our little brain, because that's our amygdala, our primal brain, our reptilian brain, our little lizard brain, little bitty part of our brain. It's not the big part of our brain, so I call it our little brain. We gotta be in our big brain. When you're in your little brain, you're focusing on controlling, suppressing, and changing. That's all you're focused on in your little brain, and you're, you're, because you're focused on controlling, suppressing, and changing, you're dialed in, you're tuned in to just X, Y, and Z. You can't expand your thinking because you can't engage your prefrontal cortex. You've got to be able to calm down, slow down, get oriented, get mindful, get present so you can engage your big brain to deal with that little brain challenge that you're experiencing because severe behavior comes from the little brain. It doesn't come from the big, the big brain. But if you engage severe behaviors, little brain to little brain, you're just going to get little brain madness. you got to be able to engage that prefrontal cortex and turn on that big brain. So that means you've got to slow down. You've got to think. Go all the way back to A. What happened at A? What happened at B? What happened at C? What happened at D? What happened at E? If you had a bad day today, I want you to do this with your kid. If you had a bad day with your kid today, I want you to do this right now. I want you to take out a piece of paper. I want you to write down A, B, C, D, E, F, G, alphabet, all the way to X, Y, Z. I want you to circle Z. I want you to underline Z, and then I want you to put an arrow out, and I want you to write down what the problem behavior was, and then I want you to circle X, Y, and Z, and then I want you to think about how you focus just on X, Y, and Z today. Now we're going to go engage our big brain, take some deep breaths. We're going to slow down. We're going to say, okay, let's back it up. Let's talk about yesterday evening. Let's talk about last night. Let's talk about this morning. Let's talk about mid-morning. Let's talk about afternoon. Let's talk about interactions with, with siblings. Let's talk about food. Let's talk about sleep or lack of sleep or no naps. Let's talk about uh, group activities or camp. Let's talk about all these things that actually were a part of the process that led up to the outcome. And then let's say to ourselves, what could we have done differently? What could we have done differently? All the 26, 26 possible opportunities all along the way, what could we have done differently to make a difference? And don't tell me there's nothing. Because if you tell me there's nothing, then what that's telling me is that you are stuck in your little brain and you're being a victim to your child. And more than that, you're being a victim to your past because your child's negative behavior. The reason you have such a big problem with it is because it stresses out and turns on your little brain. And when your little brain gets turned on, guess what you do? You go back to the past. You go back to your past experience. And you've heard me say this before. 
Anytime you're having a problem with anything, any person, any place or thing, emotional reactivity stems from unfinished business. Just ask yourself, slow down and ask yourself, when have I felt this way before? What am I feeling right now? When have I felt this way before? And get in touch with that feeling. And then you're going to find the connection. So, think about what are the areas that you have. That was number three. What are the areas of problems you struggle? your child struggles in school? Um, number four, talk to your child about being stressed out in school and getting scared. And just process with them. Because they have as much anxiety about school starting as you do. So process with them, process with them and talk to them. And maybe they can brainstorm with you and come up with some very, very cool things that you could do. I've had two kiddos. Actually, I had a mom this morning email me. So that's all on that. I'll be thinking about a trauma-informed series I can do for you guys here on Facebook Live. I've had a, a, one of my old kiddos. I started working with him when he was 9 or 10. And he contacted me on Facebook. Um, he said he wants to be the voice for um, parents, for adopted parents. He wants them to understand what their kids go through. He's 21 years old now. And then this morning I had another mom who sent me a picture of her 16-year-old daughter who's doing fantastic and she's working, got a summer job, she's thriving. And she, mom said she's been answering some questions here and there about her adoption experience and, and she's been sharing some insights with the mom that she just hadn't even, the mom hadn't even considered. And she was asking me if I'd ever consider, you know, a a platform for having these children be able to talk to parents. And I said, that is a perfect idea. So I'm mulling that around. So if you guys have any ideas or thoughts on that, what would be most effective? What would be the most effective kind of venue or platform to have, you know, be, be able to ask these kiddos, these older, they're now older kiddos who've, who've struggled, they struggled for years and years and years, and, and now they're thriving and doing well. And so what would be a good platform for you guys as, as new adoptive parents, as old adoptive parents, foster parents, biological parents, parents that are struggling to ask them questions and get answers all right guys that's all remember in any given situation we always have two choices we can continue to react from our same imprints and blueprints of stress fear and overwhelm or we can stop <sighs> slow down take three to ten deep breaths and choose love big papa loves you god bless you i'm gonna probably be on a plane tomorrow i think i'm gonna be on a plane tomorrow right around right around post-daily dose time, so I might have to see if Christy can step in for me. Um, and uh, we'll see. Otherwise, have a fantastic evening, and I'll talk to you soon.